Hello, hello, everyone. This is Heather. And this is Kara. And you're listening to I'm Not Complaining. I'm just asking. It's our podcast. Today, we have a special edition. It is a reaction to the newest Spider-Man installment in the franchise, the newest trailer, Spider-Man No Way Home. Kara, start us off. So the trailer for the new Spider-Man with Tom Holland, which forever will be baby Tom Holland, no matter how, how you slice it. I say baby Spider-Man. <laughs> Even though he's Tom like, Holland is an actual human and he will grow as his life continues, but he's baby Spider-Man. He is baby Spider-Man. <laughs> um, but the new trailer dropped on August 23rd and... It was a huge, huge deal because it was supposed to come out on August 1st and then somehow it got leaked. Everybody thought that Tom Holland mistakenly oh, leaked it because, because he, he has, has a, rep a reputation of letting things slip. Of accidentally, spoiler alert. Okay. And, and you know, God bless him. He has his little blog. He does videos with his brothers, and he gets so excited, but he is terrible at keeping secrets. And so if there's something that the directors or the writers want to get out, they will specifically tell Tom. I see. And somehow it will come out. But him having a panic attack in interviews for the press tour for the, the films is just... It's just pure torture. And everybody else is just sitting there looking at him and laughing at him. And he's like, guys, this is so hard. <laughs> so um, the new trailer for the third installment of the Tom Holland Spider-Man No Way Home, which uh, the two previous films was Spider-Man Homecoming and then Spider-Man Far From Home. Now we're No Way Home. Mm -hmm. And so the director is John Watts. And... It's interesting because the, a lot of the Marvel films are featured in trilogies. Okay. Which also is following in line with the Star Wars films that they're trilogies. So the original Tobey Maguire Spider-Man had three installments. But we don't really... I'm not... Unpopular opinion or popular opinion, depending on what Spider-Man fan you are... Mm -hmm. A lot of people are not into Spider-Man 3, Tobey Maguire, because it has the Venom character where he has the alter ego and he has this weird emo dance going on. But I'm going off on this huge tangent. But what was discussed and what was rumored is that in this final trilogy of the new Spider-Man with Tom Holland is the Spider-Verse. Okay. And that was an animated film that had multiple different Spider-Man <laughs> uh, characters. And they took on different personas. And so it was rumored that this final installment of this Spider-Man was going to have... Live action. Live action was going to have original Tobey Maguire Spider-Man... And number two, Spider-Man, Andrew Garfield, which both of them, or all three of them, said, no, that's not what's happening. Mm -hmm. But when we watched the trailer, 
we are seeing glimpses and images of numerous, if not all, of the previous villains. Correct. Um, so he, the question that I that I think of is, if you're going to have the Sandman, you're going to have Electro, you're going to have Doc Ock, you're going to have Lizard, you're going to have Green Goblin, which are all of the villains from all the previous Spider-Mans, if the villains are going to be in it, why not the other Spider-Mans? Why right. not the other heroes? And especially if we have imagery similar to the movie Inception where buildings are folding on top of each other and Doctor Strange is telling... Well, you know what? Actually, y'all, we should have said before we started, you need to watch the trailer before you listen to this reaction because there's a lot going on. So go to your internet and look up Spider-Man No Way Home trailer um so you can get into the weeds with us with this thing um i assume you have already seen it if you're listening to this but i'll give you five seconds to go watch it to press pause and go watch it five four three two one okay welcome back so did you, did you see the trailer? Wasn't that something? Let's talk about it. Interesting fun <laughs> fact. Uh, a friend of mine who sent me the trailer when it dropped is that they go, well, Kara, do you know the significance of August 23rd? And I said, no, I, I don't. I'm not aware. And apparently... In, in, in August 23rd in what? What? The date. I I understand it's a date, but is, is it a date that is in the film? Is it a date that the trailer was supposed to be released? What do you mean? August 23rd is the date on the calendar from WandaVision that has the heart on the calendar in the kitchen that they they have that whole funny exchange. jeez. Oh, I'm already so tired, you guys. <laughs> So the whole, the whole theme, I feel like, of this Spider-Man No Way Home okay. is really what Doctor Strange says, mm. which is, be careful what you wish for, Parker. Yes. And that is, Heather, you've talked in previous podcasts about the monkey paw. Yes. And Pandora's box. That, and if you've watched the series Loki which we, we did, and yes. if you haven't, again, go watch it. Yes. It's amazing. The writing is amazing. Production value is unmatched. So they talk about the multiverse mm. and how there's alternate versions of reality. Correct. And there are multiple versions of yourself and multiple timelines, and that is also discussed in Avengers Endgame, um, and how when you take each infinity stone from its point of origin, then different alternate realities start to splinter off. Mm -hmm. So in this trailer, yes. we, we pick up where we left off from Spider-Man Far From Home, where Mysterio, who is... Uh, Played by Jake Gyllenhaal, which is Quentin Beck, 
mm-hmm. he is killed. Quote unquote. He frames Peter Parker, yes. Spider-Man, and says that Peter Parker murdered me. And guess what? I'm going to reveal Peter Parker, or I'm going to reveal Spider-Man's true identity, which is he is Peter Parker. Yes. Um, and then we see <laughs> Peter Parker, Tom Holland, being interrogated. Um, and he's telling the, these interrogators that I did not kill Mysterio. The drones did. And they say... But the drones are yours, which is how Quentin Mysterio had reframed it, re-edited it um, to make it look that way. And um, then there's this whole exchange of how Peter Parker and his friends, his world pretty much gets turned upside down because he had a secret identity. And now everybody knows and he's being framed for murder. And is he a villain? Is he a hero? Is he a killer? Is he... What, what is he? And so, um, Peter Parker and MJ, his, now his girlfriend, who is played by Zen, Zendaya, mm-hmm. Zendaya, um, have this exchange at, at nighttime and goes, now that everyone knows that you're Spider-Man, you don't have to hide and you don't have to lie. And it's such a, I feel like a such a pure moment that he was like, I never wanted to lie. I never wanted to hide. And that goes back to all the other Spider-Man films with Tobey Maguire and with Andrew Garfield is that's the whole thing is that he lies and protects his secret (laughs) identity or keeps his identity secret, excuse me, because he wants to protect the people around him. So people can't, get hurt but they end up getting hurt anyway that's always what happens that the you know your the villains are going to use your loved ones against you um so how how do you tell people that you're spider-man and if you think about all the other marvel characters in the marvel universe you have um iron man who is tony stark and so at the end of the first Iron Man film, he goes, I am Iron Man. And he owns it. So he yeah. can live, he doesn't have to live two separate lives. Uh, Captain America, mm-hmm. who is? Steve Rogers. Very good. Okay. We're batting a thousand so far. <laughs> oh, God. He doesn't have a secret identity. Everybody knows who he is. Yeah. Um, the Winter Soldier, who is? Bucky. But yes. Barnes. Yes. <laughs> he, is, he is Captain America, Steve Rogers' best friend. We don't know that the Winter Soldier is Bucky until we do the deep dive and go, oh my, and he has the mask on and goes, who is Bucky? Anyway, um, but everybody gets to, they don't have to live two separate lives. Right. They can live out in the open and be themselves and be the hero and put on the suit. So, I, I mean, I understand because he's a, he's a kid. He's a high school student. Right. You would want to have some sense of of independence or some sense of being separate from being Spider-Man. Right. So I don't really fault Peter Parker for that. And then does that in fact make your life easier now that everybody knows? I don't think so. Cause now he's, he, he's saying that it, it destroyed his life. Mm-hmm. And so that's how he feels. So he goes, um, 
how do I fix this? Mm. How do I fix this situation? Well, I would just save the world with, uh, you know, um, Dr. Strange. Thank you. Yes. I was, for some reason I was going to say Dr. Oz. I don't know. (laughs) Oh boy. That's a whole different thing. Dr. Strange. Um, so he goes to, to Dr. Strange and, you know, when everyone doesn't know that I'm Spider-Man, how can I fix that? Well, I know Dr. Strange can just cast a spell and fix it. And I love the exchange between Peter Parker and Dr. Strange. And he goes, sorry to bother you, sir. And he goes, I think we've gone past the point of sir. You can just, you know. And he goes, okay, Stephen. And he goes, uh, that feels weird, but I'll allow it. And there's nothing more relatable than that to me, being a coach and a teacher when a former player or a former student says, oh, hey, you know, hey, Miss Kay. And I'm just like, hey, you can, yeah, I think we've gone past that. And they're like, okay, Kara. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. I don't don't like that. Um, So... Doctor Strange ends up doing the spell and he says, you know, the entire world will forget who Spider-Man is. And then instantly Tom Holland walks into the circle of how the spell is being cast. Like you can see that he steps inside the little rings and he starts talking like, wait, everybody? No. So MJ's going to forget. What about MA? No, no, no. And he starts, and Doctor Strange is like, you need to stop talking. That's not how the spell works. You need to stop talking. And then, of course, because Doctor Strange is getting frustrated with Spider-Man, the spell goes horribly awry. The rings that he had separated, which you can assume is the multiverse, is what I, I think. And they all start spinning, and they all start colliding, and then it explodes. And it's like, oh, what just happened? And it's like, yeah, what did you do? And it's the whole thing of be careful what you wish for, Parker, because you can't have it all. And so I think that this film will be Tom Holland playing Spider-Man coming to terms with Peter Parker accepting that he is Spider-Man and will always be Spider-Man. Um, that there is no secret identity, that he has to own it and live that life and no longer live a double life because the problem is, as Dr. Strange says, you're trying to live two different lives and the longer you do it, the more dangerous it gets and becomes. So the first thing that I find interesting is after all the rings and stuff explode from the spell, you hear the Green Goblin. Um, You see um, some sort of weird creature trying to break through a glass, which is um, uh, the lizard. Um, You see Doc Ock. You see Dust Clouds, which is the Sandman. And then you see Electricity and Lightning, which is uh, Electro. So... I'll go back to what I said, which is if those rings that were spinning out of control that Dr. Strange was trying to either 
smushed together into one universe or was trying to separate what he wanted or even put them in an alternate universe. Who's to say? I don't know. But if the villains can get transported, why couldn't the other alternate universe Spider-Mans be in it? Exactly. And I think that would be a huge missed opportunity if they're not in it. you got to give us a little something. Just a little. They don't have to all three fight together. I, I'm not expecting that. But you got to give us a little bit of something. Um, my other question is, why would Doctor Strange listen to baby Spider-Man, to baby Tom Holland, <laughs> if he knows how dangerous this spell could be. He wouldn't do it on a whim. He had to investigate it like he did, you know, in Endgame where he looks at, you know, a billion different scenarios and what, how many times we win. And he says one. But if I tell you how we win, it'll never happen. So, number one, does Doctor Strange have an alternative motive? Um, when things go bad and all everything collides, wouldn't it make sense that Doctor Strange would have some sort of ability, his magical powers, to contain the threats as to not destroy the universe again i think right i think because he lives he lives there too because <laughs> if he's looking ahead in the timeline of all the different possibilities and if releasing all these former alternate universe spider-man villains into the current uh timeline wouldn't he have seen this crisis coming and wouldn't he know how to contain those crises. So, is there an alternative motive for Doctor Strange to have Peter Parker keep his identity a secret? What's the reason? Mm -hmm. What's what's the end game? Mm -hmm. Because I, I, I don't think he'd be doing this for anybody else. He didn't. You don't see him casting a spell to bring back uh, Steve Rogers. Mm -hmm. When Steve Rogers becomes old man Steve Rogers mm -hmm. and then hands off the shield. And then that's how we get Winter Soldier and the Falcon. Mm -hmm. You don't see Doctor Strange alternating that universe and bringing him back. Which Steve Rogers alternated the timeline by not coming back. Mm -hmm. So why would Doctor Strange cast this spell unless he saw something in the future or in one of those where he could use it to his advantage or what is the advantage of erasing everyone's memory of knowing that peter parker is spider-man what's the end game mm -hmm. what's the goal so i'm curious to know one is the doctor strange that we see in the trailer, is that the real Doctor Strange or is that an alternate Doctor Strange? Because he's like haphazardly dressed in like a he's in sweatpants and a sweatshirt and with it with his cloak. cape. Yeah, but he's like in an ice palace. And all the yes, the the 
mansion that he's in is full Dr. Zhivago. It is full of ice. Uh, we don't, I don't know why. Um, and I feel he, like he has way more gray in his hair um, than previous. That might be uh, incorrect on my memory. That just might be a different choice. Uh, wardrobe and hair wise because it has been a progression of time and he's been through a lot of stress with the past movie um, I noticed that right away the other reason why I think this is not the Doctor Strange of now mm. and that he is from an alternate timeline or he's an alternate Doctor Strange that has replaced the real one mm. is because when he casts the spell he has the green time infinity stone, which Thanos took and was destroyed when Tony Iron Man snapped his fingers and said, I'm Iron Man. Mm. He's got it around his neck when he's casting the damn spell. Yeah. So what the heck? So is, is no, is and his no way and his, in and his, an alternate universe? And his friend in the ice palace is has all of his personal luggage packed and, and he pieces out he's through, a through a portal. portal yeah and it's like why is he leaving i thought they were bros is he going on vacation yeah i thought they were you, you know. save the world and then you go on vacation yeah i mean i guess that's kind of the time i, I, don't, I don't know but what i find interesting if you're going to bring back all of the villains from all the spider-mans yeah are we going to get back mysterio well, I think he has to because he's the reason that this has all been set off. And he's not actually dead. Um, so I don't see how he could not not come back. Is it like a Superman going around the world to save Lois Lane type deal? I guess. And so it turns back time. Spoiler alert, guys. If you spun the world in the opposite direction, it doesn't turn back time. What? Doesn't make time go in reverse. It does make everyone dizzy, though. And a bit confused, <laughs> I would say. So, I, I, there's so many questions mm. and so many theories, so many Easter eggs that are dropped in here now. I am not a crazy crazy obsessed spider-man uh fan I, I know a lot about batman i know somewhat about superman i know a lot about captain america and marvel in general but spider-man has always kind of just been like oh a new spider-man came out mm -hmm. but i am really excited about this spider-man i think tom holland does a really great job i really love the casting I love how they show um, uh, J.K. Simmons comes back and reprises his role. Of, he, he's yelling about, yeah, it's just Spider-Man, it's Peter Parker. And yeah. they're like, holy hell. Head he's of the newspaper. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's head of the of, newspaper. Right, he's kind of, he's the head of the Daily Bugle, which is kind of like an InfoWars conspiracy theory YouTube series kind of a thing, whereas in the other Spider-Mans and the previous Spider-Mans, 
Uh, he was the head of the actual print newspaper mm-hmm. of the Daily Bugle, who Peter Parker worked for, who he was a, a photographer. photographer for. So I really, I liked that. Um, but I'm, I'm interested to see where this goes. Uh, so were millions of other people because when this trailer <laughs> dropped, yes, it set a new record for number of streams and views for a Marvel film. Mm. And now there's all the rumors, or I guess it's no longer rumors, it's confirmed that Tom Holland and Zendaya are are dating. Um, Uh, This particular trailer, that's the official one, this is the official teaser trailer. It has 61 million views as of today. So that's a lot. It's a lot. I'm excited. <laughs> I feel as though I'm going to have to watch all of the previous Spider-Mans. Mm. Not just, I'm not saying the, the previous two Tom Holland Spider-Mans. I'm going to have to go back and watch the Tobey Maguire and the uh, Andrew Garfield mm. Spider-Man. Just so I really get an understanding of, okay, what's the dynamic? Uh, how does each Spider-Man in their unique timeline and universe deal with the villain? Like, how does the villain die? And how would how would Doctor Strange or how would the villain be able to come back to life and then jump into a different timeline? Mm-hmm. Or you it's the 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 number of phases that Disney has decided to do with Marvel, how they they are keeping their timeline straight, I don't know. No, I have no idea. There has to be a whole department that's in charge of it, I would think. I mean it's how they connected WandaVision and Loki and then Heather, you were even confused on a lot of the stuff from Loki that we had to pause and I had to explain how it related to which film, but you still enjoyed Loki though. Yeah. I mean, at a certain point you just have to not um, worry about the details and try to enjoy it just on what you're witnessing. And would you say it was easier to follow the Falcon Winter Soldier because it was a kind of an independent that took place directly after Captain America or Steve Rogers died? Uh, I felt like that one wasn't as entangled in um, trying to connect the dots. Do you think that Loki's going to come into play? In this particular film? Because is it is it out of the realm of possibility that what happened at the end of Loki, spoiler alert, about the different alternate timelines and how they all splinter and branch off. Mm-hmm. Remember, he got pushed into a alternate reality. He got pushed into one of the timelines. Is it possible that Loki is in the timeline of Tom Holland Spider-Man? I mean... Uh, I, I just, uh, from, uh, I don't think 
from the perspective of production and actors time and money i don't think they're gonna pay the actor who plays loki and i don't think they're gonna pay tom hiddleston i don't think they're gonna pay owen wilson to come for a few days to show up uh for a scene and then bounce i think that it's possible that they might easter egg and put uh cg and and cgi um owen wilson and uh tom hiddleston as their characters in the way way distance on a jet ski i think yes just as a, a little oh did you see that easter egg thing in the background uh, just for the heck of it uh that sure that's possible but i just really don't think that there there's already so much going on in the trailer with so many characters i just don't think they're going to add that in just from a perspective of production and moving along the story because there is already so much heavy lifting going on uh it'd be fun though well, the thing is, is that it, they did say that this Spider-Man is going to be the longest runtime of all the. Spider-Man. I would suspect they have so. To, they've got a lot of things they got to button up. Yeah, and they I got mean, a lot of things to deal going with. with. You know, my perspective is that you know I'm not the biggest Marvel superhero aficionado, and I, you know, um, so my thing is more from uh production side of it i i see it as you know why would they when you say why would they have peter parker go to and uh dr strange why would dr strange help peter parker for me i feel like i saw a lot a lot of the press that happened um for the final um Avengers installment, which would be the Endgame film, um, how they pay, the publicity department would pair off, because there are so many actors in the film, uh, they would pair the actors off and send them to different television shows or online media to be interviewed together to promote the film. And one of the pairings that they did was real-life actors, obviously, the real-life people of Tom Holland and Benedict Cumberbatch, they would, they paired them up and sent them out together. Number one, probably because they're both from England. Um, They could all, they could go, they were in England and they could send them around uh, to do UK press very easily because they were there. They didn't have to fly them. You know, they just got them a car and, you know, drove them around. Uh, So there's that. But what also is they had, they, you very quickly, if you watch those interviews, you see they have a very uh, friendly dynamic in that Tom Holland in real life, as we've said, he gets nervous and he sometimes uh, lets loose details that he's not supposed to. And Benedict Cumberbatch, being an older person and has been in the business longer, he knows a little bit more about maneuvering the press. So that's why they paired them together initially. But they also have good chemistry and the fans really enjoyed watching their interviews um 
which all, you know, the more clicks you get, the more views you get, that's great for the film and, and the studio. So from when I saw my initial reaction, when I saw this trailer, cause I didn't know anything about it of what the story would be. And I saw that Peter Parker goes visit Dr. Strange. My initial reaction was of course he did well, because that's a one way ticket to going viral. It's going to make the trailer go viral. It's going to get Tom Holland has his own fan base. Benedict Cumberbatch has his own fan base. It makes total sense for revenue and popularity. So I'm not saying anything bad against it, but that was my initial reaction was like, oh, this is, of course, this is genius because that's what the people want. And they're giving people what they want, which that's what these movies are all about anyway. So that was my initial reaction of why are they pairing them? That's why. Well, it's also because and they Doctor have great Strange, chemistry. It's also because Peter Parker and Doctor Strange both live in New York. See, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And then Peter Parker has the idea of who possibly who has the ability to fix this problem. Well, of course, because um, he's a because wizard. He's a wizard. Well, not only that, but but because Peter Parker would obviously always go to Tony Stark, but Tony Stark is no longer available. So who is the older person who has knowledge and power? That would be Dr. Strange. So of course it makes sense that he'd just slide right in over there. Yeah, makes sense. I'm excited. Uh, no, I, 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 want, I, I'm not kidding, folks. I, I'm looking at, I'm looking at press photos right now and screenshots <laughs> on my phone of this film, and I, Heather and I each watched the trailer separately on yes, our own. Yes. And then we watched, sat down before we click play to 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 or press record for this podcast. Mm -hmm. We watched it together again. Yeah. I probably have watched this trailer at least 10 times. Okay. And every single time I, I get goosebumps <laughs> because I'm so excited because I've really enjoyed the last two Spider-Man films with mm -hmm. Tom Holland. Uh, not to say I haven't enjoyed the, the other Spider-Mans mm. with Tommy McGuire and uh, Andrew Garfield. But mm -hmm. I, I have to say, I think I've enjoyed the Tom Holland Spider-Mans the most. They're diff they are all different. They are all yes, different. I feel but... like the Tom Holland franchise or saga or series or installments, whatever terminology you want to use, I feel like they... And this is me never having read a Spider-Man comic at all. But Tom Holland seems the closest in real life age as to what the character was written for. Um, very young. Uh, Tobey Maguire, I have no idea how old he was when he was playing a high school student. But you feel like eh, he's very, he's, he's too, he's older than the character he's playing. But also, to Tobey Maguire has always had a maturity about him, 
always, I feel. Um, which That's is why him and Leo are best friends. I know. And so Leonardo Leonardo DiCaprio, yes. Inception. Is there a connection? Well, with the like I said, with the buildings folding in in on each other and being swallowed up and all that in the trailer, yeah. Um, which is also why I, I think it lends itself to the other actors who have played Spider-Man to make cameo appearances. Um, I think they're to, pulling a complete and total Baby Yoda on us, where it's it it has been the Tobey Maguire and uh, Andrew Garfield have participated they i feel that they are going to be in it and it they're waiting for it to be a surprise like with the baby yoda aka grilgu uh with the mandalorian you know they kept it so heavily under wraps because they purposely wanted the little cute creature to be a surprise uh they did that so well that once the episodes hit and everyone went nuts loving on baby yoda which he's not baby yoda he's grogu but you know what cats out of the bag you can't put the horse back in the barn uh that you know everybody wanted baby yoda merch and it didn't exist because they didn't want to risk starting to manufacture the toys and the merch and and let out the surprise people asking questions of what what is this this isn't yoda so um i think they're they're doing that again and i think they are in it um, that's just my, my Would guess. Would you be disappointed if Andrew Garfield and Tommy Maguire did not make an appearance in this film? I wouldn't be a disappointed, but I'd say it's a missed opportunity. And going back to my theory of why they paired, uh, made Doctor Strange such, chose to make Doctor Strange, uh, such an integral, integral part of this particular story is because they're giving the fans what they want the fans want this and they've known that um so i just don't see them denying it um i just think they're it you know it'd be so easy to just uh once the negotiation was done to have the the two of them come in to shoot for one day but at the same time I say that, you have to go back to the newest, well, it's not the newest because there's going to be a new, new Ghostbusters that's going to have Paul Rudd in it. But who knows when that's ever going to be released. But the newest currently available Ghostbusters with the all-female cast with Melissa McCarthy, sorry guys, Melissa McCarthy Leslie Jones and Kate McKinnon. In that film, they were bringing back the entire available cast from the original run of the Ghostbusters. Obviously, Bill Murray, Sigourney Weaver. They want. They invited and offered Rick Moranis. They go, everybody's coming, so we'd love you to come in. And Rick Moranis was a hard pass. no, a hard pass. That's right. Um, which the studio probably thought he'd be a slam dunk because he's not as big of a name as some of the other ones. And quite frankly, he, <laughs> he gave an interview and he goes, I just didn't see how it would be worth my time. Because I guess he lives in Canada. And he goes, I'm not going to fly to New York or L.A. or Chicago, wherever it was filming, for one day 
go through wardrobe, go through hair, go through, you know, all this stuff, stand on my spot and rehearse the thing and have two lines. He goes, I just, and he goes in there very generous with the money they offered me. He goes, he goes, but I don't, why? And I can see his point, but I also, but, but I also, I don't think that he understood how much people like him and are a fan of him and that people were genuinely disappointed that he he did not have a cameo um but that also speaks to him as a person which you know he's been out of the limelight for a while and there's a whole reason for that family reason so he's a wonderful person and it show, it speaks to him as a person because he's like i'm not who cares who cares about me and not in a depressing way but he's just like i'm just a dude why would you know what i mean so like so anyway. how Ryan Reynolds convinced him oh, to be in, in his the, cell phone oh, yes. they're, he, they're both Canadian. Yes. And he must have made it very easy and simple. I, I, like, I mean, it might have been like a total Barbara Streisand thing where there was a film made of, uh, Seth Rogen made a film uh, with Barbara Streisand where they play uh, mother and son oh uh, to go on a road trip. <laughs> yes. And I've, I have seen clips of it, but I haven't seen it in full. But anyway, I saw an interview with Seth Rogen and he goes, he was, I never thought we were going to make it the film because I want, I, I wanted Barbara as my mother and she does not leave Malibu. She lives in Malibu. She's semi retired, um, from acting certainly. And she, she said, look, I, nothing against you. I think it's a great project, but I, why, why I don't need to do this. It's not, I don't need to do it. I just don't. And he goes, I will, she goes, and I don't leave home. I just don't. I stay. I'm comfortable. I would do that. And he goes, you won't have to leave Malibu. She goes, how it's a road, it's a road trip picture. He goes, we have the technology. <laughs> we will make it happen. And it's true. He goes, it's, CGI, it's green screen. He goes, we just stayed in this perimeter and we filmed the whole thing. Um, so that's kind of the Rick Moranis thing. I wouldn't be surprised if they drove to his house, put up a huge green screen. Oh, no, they're in a field. Well, that's what it looks like. Who knows? Well, it is Canada, though. Who's right. To, who's to say that He might Moranis have his own field. He might have a compound. He might. But I, some people are saying, like, <laughs> what is Tom Holland going to do? After this film, and I anything was like, he wants, I was like, "You do realize Tom Holland has done like six other films outside of Spider-Man, right? And outside of the Marvel universe, he can do whatever he wants. I mean, what's great about uh, these younger stars is that, like, you look at um, Daniel Radcliffe, aka Harry Potter. He's spent most of his career post the Harry Potter franchise." doing independent films um, that are very strange and might otherwise never have gotten made without his name behind it um, just because he purely loves to work, which is wonderful. And the same goes for Elijah Wood of, of course, Lord of the Rings, where he played Frodo. Very similar thing in that he he does chooses very strange um, independent projects that otherwise they wouldn't get the attention or even get made 
um, if he didn't have his name behind it, and probably because he enjoys the work. Um, none of them have to work. They just don't. Um, they've, they've got the money, but that, but that's wonderful. And you know what, Tom Holland, he can do the same thing if he wants. Or he can not. He can do whatever. He's he can, got his, his brother's he can write, trust. He can write his own ticket, he's essentially. Got, he's got, I think, he's one of four boys, I, I think. And he's created a foundation with his brothers called the Brothers Trust. Mm -hmm. And during lockdown, I thought it was so cute that he was raising money by doing online trivia. Mm -hmm. And God bless him. He would be at asking the questions with the three by five cards, not realizing that the answer was on the no. back. So when he was reading the questions, he was accidentally, unknowingly showing the answers to the fans. And then his brothers are coming up like, dude, put the, the answers are on the back. Oh, oh the answers are on the back. Oh no. Oh, I got to redo the cards. Okay. Now I got to put them down. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I'm not worried about him. No, I think he'll be fine. Yeah, for sure. Along with, a lot of a lot of the rest of the of the main characters and cast because Zendaya is in the new Dune yes. film, which looks amazing, by the way. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, they've been working on that for a long time. Long time. Mm -hmm. And that's with uh, Timothy Chalamet and also uh, Jason Momoa is in it as well. Yay! Mm -hmm. So lots of different projects, lots of things oh, yeah. going on. Um, this Spider-Man does not come out until the holidays. Christmas, it said. It's not even November. It's coming out mm -hmm. Christmas. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm excited. No, I think it looks great. I mean, visually, it's stunning. Um, for sure. It's, uh, it's, it's something. I mean, I'm it would it be so far. it would be an experience to see it in the theater for sure. I mean, it was definitely made with the intention to be shown on the big screen in the dark and surround sound, surround sound for sure. Possibly even three D, four D. The other thing is that the new uh, Doctor Strange film is going to be coming out. Uh, I believe in either 2022 or mm. 2023. So it'll be interesting that there'll probably be a cut scene or a credit scene mm -hmm. at the end of this Spider-Man, which oh, will then lead sure. to either the next Doctor Strange film or another Marvel film, yeah. or maybe even the Guardians of the Galaxy 3 film, mm. which has been, you know, has had some issues um, in the last couple of years, trying to get it off the ground, uh, different writers, different directors. It is still the same cast, but um, it it's I, I'm I'm excited to see uh, this third installment of the Tom Holland Spider Man. Mm -hmm. um, I think that John Watts is really going to do a great job of what we've seen edited so far, mm -hmm. and um, and congratulations to the editors because it could not have been easy to put this trailer together with so much crazy storyline to try to ex somewhat explain in, you know, a very short period, I, they length to, of time. They have to have editors that are Spider-Man obsessed and be like, what gives you just enough mm -hmm. information, but not too much? Mm -hmm. What's going to give you just enough information for you to go, ooh, mm -hmm. is it or is it not? Or... Oh, mm -hmm. is it like I said? Because I've watched the trailer 
at least 10 times, mm-hmm. I think most people wouldn't notice the sand cloud. Mm-hmm. A lot of people wouldn't notice the lightning bolt. Mm-hmm. Um, I think most people see the, the little green orb and the William Defoe laughing. That's pretty <laughs> much a dead giveaway. And then Doc Ock yeah. coming up out of the water yeah. and having his weird octopus mechanical arms, arms yeah. going, hello, Peter, <laughs> you know, or Parker yes. or whatever. Yes. So um, I think that it's, you know, hold on to your hacks, folks. Yes. It's going to be crazy. Yes. And the the runtime is going to be intense. Mm. I would have to say, make sure you go to the bathroom during the previews because yeah. you're you know you're not going to want to miss anything. You're going to want to um, stay focused, and it's probably a film you're going to have to see more than once. Oh yeah, just like the Avengers, uh, the last couple films, um, you had to see twice, even sometimes three times to to get everything because the storyline moves so fast Mm -hmm. and the the it's just it's a lot Mm -hmm. and it's good i think it's going to be an older film it's not necessarily a film for younger kids because there's going to be so much going on yeah um and preparing your mind for this spider-man you're gonna have to watch all the other ones i'm gonna be oh man yeah my head's gonna hurt yeah but i'm i'm gonna die i'm still gonna see it it's gonna be great so to sum up the trailer is fantastic and we are excited to see the actual film spider-man no way home not to be confused with Far From Home or Homecoming. Which you need to watch before. Well, maybe you should watch those films even before you watch the trailer, actually. Because <laughs> it's going to make the trailer make more sense. And you should probably watch, Avenger, at the very minimum, Avengers Endgame before you watch this trailer. But in order to understand Avengers Endgame, you have to watch 5,000 movies <laughs> before you watch that. So basically, you've got your weekend set, folks. Yeah, I mean, if you if you didn't have any plans, there you go. There <laughs> well, you go. Everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. This has been. I'm not complaining. I'm just asking for you to prepare yourself for the brand new third installment, Spider-Man: No Way Home. Coming out this December.